You are listening to the audio portion of the QB Power Hour webinar series. The QB Power Hour is a free bi-weekly webinar series for accounting professionals presented by Michelle Long and Dan DeLong, who are very passionate about the industry, QuickBooks, and apps that integrate with QuickBooks. You can find out all the details about the webinar series at qbpowerhour.com. So without further ado, here's Michelle and Dan. Well, welcome to another uh, QB Power Hour, where today we're going to be talking about what's new in QuickBooks Desktop 2023. So uh, it's, uh, you know, there's always that that conversation that we have about desktop being going away um, and, and QuickBooks 2023's uh, launching uh, this, this month. So uh, if you're an accountant, uh, it should be already available in your in your uh, accountant portal and going to camps, you know, dotintuit.com. You'll be able to download that. Uh, but for release to the general public uh, will be the end of the uh, of this this month. So we'll talk about the the, the new and uh, upcoming features in this year's version of QuickBooks Desktop. Uh, Michelle, you want to introduce yourself? Hi, everybody. Michelle Long, um, owner of Long for Success, uh, trainer for Intuit. And actually, I was thinking about this, Dan. When I first joined the Trainer Rider Network, the first tour that I did was What's New in 2008. Wow. Um, so I joined the fall <laughs> of 2007. The first tour that I did was What's New in 2008. So I started doing the training 15 years ago. So anyway. That's enough about me. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> All right. Yep. My name is Dan DeLong, owner of Dan Witt. Uh, worked at Intuit um, in, for nearly 18 years. So I started in QuickBooks 2000. <laughs> um, um, your co-host today, also doing the co-hosting duties over at uh, Workshop Wednesdays at, at schoolofbookkeeping.com and just put a wrap on the technical editing for the QBO for Dummies 8th edition. Uh, so it's already outdated because uh, what's new, <laughs> the in the know webinar is uh, tomorrow, which already has stuff in it that isn't in the book. So, you know, that's the problem with uh, doing books, <laughs> physical books uh, with uh, with an online product that, that has monthly updates. But little details about the QB Power Hour webinar series. It's every other Tuesday at noon Eastern, uh, not eligible for CPE credit. Uh, but some of the upcoming, uh, we'll be talking about uh, working with spreadsheets in QBO because, you know, if, nobody, if anybody likes uh, spreadsheets, it's accountants and bookkeepers. <laughs> so we'll be talking about some of the things that you can do in QBO with uh, with spreadsheets. We'll also have Jonathan Bellow and Trevor, Trevor Lee, who's coming coming in from Genius Sheets. Uh, so we'll talk a little bit about spreadsheet sync. We'll talk a little bit about just what you can do in, in QuickBooks Online natively. And then we'll talk a little bit about genius sheets as well so uh, always check the up uh, check the website for upcoming events uh, not just with uh, the qb power hour but we also have some intuit sponsored events uh, hector's webinar series is there uh, alicia katz pollock uh, has has some of her uh, uh, topics there so you can always go to the website and, and use that as a launching point uh, because we love to give back to the accountant community and make sure that uh, people are aware of some of the things that, that are happening in uh, in the QuickBooks world. Uh, we have our um, PDFs of slides, uh, recordings, podcasts, and other resources at qbpowerhour.com slash resources. And I know somebody already asked, where are those handouts? Uh, so go ahead and uh, uh, Michelle, if you want to talk about some of the housekeeping, I'll, uh, I'll put I those in, uh, in the chat. Okay, perfect. And I just did put the... the oh, you did? Okay. Yes, I just put the link <laughs> in there. But yeah, if you have questions about um, the content today, please put those in the Q&A because that's easier for Dan and I to respond to your specific questions in the Q&A as opposed to in the chat. If you're chatting amongst yourself about, hey, I really like this or chatting, you know, sharing things with each other, go ahead and put those in the chat. But specific questions, it's easier for us to reply in the Q&A. Um, but for the handouts, as Dan just mentioned, I did put the link in there and he did as well. Um, I put the, the link in for the resources, the qbpowerhour.com slash resources. That's where the handouts always are, as well as the webinar archives. And Dan put the link in there for the specific one today for um, the desktop handouts. But in the resources, you can always find the slides in there and the links for the um, webinars and all that in there. That's a webinar or that's a resources link for all the webinars that we do out there as well. 
Yeah, yeah. I wanted to put in the this one particular because uh, on the landing page that I created for the webinar today, I also put the demos that we're going to be um, showing during the webinar. So you can always go back. You don't have to watch watch us again. You can go right to the specific demo. If so, if you had a specific question about one of the topics, uh, you can um, you can just go right to the to that page and and watch the video there. Uh, so that way you don't have to skip through. It's like, where were they talking about that? But <laughs> it's also in the, it's also embedded in the slides as well. So um, tried to make everything available for you today. Uh, so quick poll, what version of QuickBooks do you use the most? So let me find it here so I can launch it here. QuickBooks Online, QuickBooks Desktop, something else, or maybe you don't have clients. <laughs> uh, so it's always a little bit of both, right? You know, where you sometimes do QuickBooks Online or QuickBooks Desktop. What were you going to say? No. I was just going to say, you know, Dan, as I was getting ready for this webinar, I realized, you know, I am a longtime desktop user in the sense that, you know, I started using desktop back in the DOS days, you know, and then I, it quickly went to, you know, because I remember QuickBooks, you know, 90s and then QuickBooks 99. And then it came out with the, the Windows version and all that. And I started teaching QuickBooks in the mid 90s and stuff. And, you know, I haven't used desktop in years. I even quit paying for the Pro Advisor program for desktop. I have not had a desktop version for years unless I needed to convert somebody from desktop to online. And then I would get that trial version where I would do a conversion or something. But mm -hmm. if I'm supporting desktop clients, like I've got somebody right now who needs some help, I'm logging in remotely to their desktop version. I'm not using desktop anymore at all. Um, and that was a gradual process, but I just quit taking desktop clients and started working strictly with QuickBooks Online. Um, but when I work with desktop now, it just seems so clunky and dated. And, you know, they're doing these enhancements with, you know, say, for example, bank feeds and things like that, trying to get it more like QuickBooks Online and stuff. But I, you know, as a longtime desktop user, I just don't use it anymore. And, you know, it, at first, when I first started using QBO, I was like, oh, I hate it. You know, where's my icon <laughs> bar? Where's my icon bar? Where's my keyboard shortcuts and all that? But I don't miss desktop either. I, you know, so it yeah. was a, it was a transition, but you know, I gave up Lotus one, two, three, too. <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, it's definitely, I mean, it's definitely a uh, cats and dogs, right? You know, like I always, yeah. I always, I always compare it to, you know, QuickBooks Online as a cat, uh, QuickBooks Desktop as a dog, right? If you're a dog lover, you love, you know, you love your dog. You can teach your dog new, you know, new tricks. You, yeah. you know how to do certain things, um, and you know, you prefer the dog over, over the cat, uh, just like a cat will sit there at your feet and, um, you know, meow at you and, and uh, <laughs> just like a cat, you know, tempt you to pick it up and then it may scratch you <laughs> and then you go running back to your dog. Right. So uh, a lot of people, there's a lot of desktop faithful uh, out there and there's always been that, you know, question of is desktop going away? Right. Um, you know, and as far as, you know, Intuit is concerned, no, it's not going away. The there will, there will be, you know, there will be a desktop version for a long time. But as we'll be talking about, you know, some of their actions are definitely um, encouraging. I think it's yeah. <laughs> the best way to describe it uh, that, uh, you know, take a look at QuickBooks Online. You know, that's definitely yeah. where they're where they're driving yeah. people to to uh their yeah. actions to go well there's still millions of desktop users but it is interesting that more and more things with desktop are residing in the cloud you know mm -hmm. and it is subscription based and you know but you know there's still millions of desktop users you know so. absolutely yeah and um i think um you know we'll, we'll see we'll see as as uh as as years go on you know how things kind of evolve you know you just look in the last year, all of the things that have kind of uh, deteriorated, I guess, from um, from QuickBooks Online, um, or I'm sorry, QuickBooks Desktop, you know, some of the desktop services, the, the pricing. I mean, we'll talk a little bit about the pricing changes and, and those types of things. Um, 
you know, how things are, are, are evolving with the, you know, online versus desktop world. Uh, there's clearly, you know, a feature gap between the two. Um, but, the, but you'll definitely, um, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll see as, as, as time goes on, you know, we're, we're not privy, you know, Michelle and I are, are, are not employed by Intuit <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, and no, we're not privy to any kind of, you know, direction. Um, but, you know, we're, we're just interpreting the things that, that are being, you know, that are, that are happening just like anybody else. So, um, so we'll talk a little, uh, today about the pricing updates. Uh, if you, if you haven't, you know, gotten your emails <laughs> inundated to you by, by Intuit, um, as far as the changes in the pricing updates, and we'll talk about the features and the way we've kind of organized it today is we'll talk about everything, you know, every version of desktop or the features or enhancements that are in, uh, that are in all versions of desktop. And then we'll talk about just the enterprise only features and then the platinum features and then the different services. So payments and payroll. Um, looks like I have pricing changes on the slide twice. So we're really going to talk about <laughs> pricing updates there. All right. So if you haven't uh, seen the Firm of the Future article or the emails that came out, um, desktop pricing 2022-23 has gone through uh, a, a significant uh, increase. Um, so uh, Pro Plus, uh, which is, you know, if you have, uh, the, the plus uh, moniker on the end of uh, QuickBooks Online or desktop, not to confuse yourself with QuickBooks Online Plus, uh, but Pro Plus and Premier Plus are the subscription model versions of, of QuickBooks desktop. So the 2023 price is a significant increase over uh, what, what it was in 2022. Um, and to further talk about those encouragements of uh, uh, desktop versus online, there is no desktop uh, discounts uh, for 2023, uh, even through a QuickBooks uh, reseller, which typically will have um, or a solution provider, which will typically have some kind of desktop uh, discount. Uh, there are no discounts uh, anywhere, not even through uh, QuickBooks.com, uh, right? So if you can even find uh, desktop on the QuickBooks website. <laughs> um, so significant uh, increase. Um, if, uh, if you have a client that, that started with the um, online or desktop subscription, the plus subscription last year, these new prices will... Uh, will likely on their anniversary date of whatever day they they took um, they started their subscription that will show up um, the next time that it goes to renew. Um, as far as the um, these are the um, single user licenses of those subscriptions, um, and then for pro and uh, for pro for additional licenses uh, or additional user seats. Uh, it's two hundred dollars an increase per per person, up to three. You know, it's a pro. You can only have up to three concurrent users. Uh, Premier, you can have a maximum of five. Uh, so there's a three hundred dollar per user uh, increase uh, for that. If you so, if you wanted to have five Premier users, uh, you know, you're looking at uh, about nineteen hundred dollars uh, per year. Um, so one of the things that uh, we, um, uh, this little QR code here uh, is a uh, workshop that Kerry uh, Khan and I did about the, um, the update on that. So if you want to get our take on the, on the, the, the pricing increases, uh, you, can, you can take a look at that. Um, but one of the things that we realized uh, by looking at that is with the addition of the enhanced payroll per employee fee, which is now being standardized at $5 per month, uh, $5 per employee per month. Uh, you take a look at some of those desktop um, clients that you might have if they're you if they are using the enhanced payroll, um, the QuickBooks um, Enterprise version of Gold that includes payroll, which still does not include, uh, which which bundles in your your payroll uh, costs, uh, doesn't have an employee fee uh, for that. So even the desktop, uh, or I'm sorry, the direct deposit uh, costs are included. Uh, so that sometimes that will, um, so like if you have a, um, for example, a, a, a premier client with five users and payroll, um, sometimes 
enterprise now might might actually come into the come into the mix there they have uh, all the features of enterprise plus the uh, payroll service included um so that's that on that we don't want to go into a um session i'm trying to not use the word bitch but um it's just coming out you know <laughs> uh, where we want to talk about these uh, these fees but we will uh, throw out a poll here uh so what are your initial thoughts about the pricing updates for desktop so let me find the poll i'll go ahead and launch that i saw out of the corner of my eye michelle uh, chat was going crazy on that. So <laughs> did you see anything uh, that we want to talk about while we're watching? Well, some people are talking about QuickBooks desktop crashing um, in the last couple of years, that there's some crashing going on. Um, Linda says that the pricing is still good and money well spent for what you get. Um, mm -hmm. So I thought that was interesting. Um, yeah, I mean, if you if you have a, a client or if you're doing uh, full charge bookkeeping, you know, local on the, on your side of uh, in, in your in your in your system, uh, or if you have a client with multiple uh, entities, um, you know, it, it becomes pretty cost pro uh, cost prohibitive to go to QuickBooks Online because you know you have to have a subscription for each company. Um, so it really does kind of. You know, go into you know what what is the value, um, you know, when it comes to comes to pricing. Yeah, it, the the reality is all accounting systems these days, whether it's desktop or online, whether it's QuickBooks or others, they all are you know expensive these days. It seems like you know if unless you're using Excel, which is ridiculous. You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so you know they all are pretty expensive these days. Yeah, and it's, um, I mean, it, it's just an evolution of, um, you know, of the the industry, you know, where, you know, everything's subscription-based these days. So it's it's not just, uh, un it's not unique to Intuit, for sure. Uh, so let me go ahead and launch that or share the results of the poll. Polls. It does look like a significant uh, segment are looking for alternatives. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and some people are even looking to retire. You know, time. You know, let's use this as a trigger event to uh, <laughs> to sell my practice. Um, but definitely, uh, there is a significant amount of folks that are, especially in the uh, accounting and bookkeeping space, is just uh, another salt in the wound of uh, you know of, of dealing with the partnership of Intuit. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, we have here a, a, um, a grid of, you know, what features are available and what version. So uh, as you look through uh, some of these uh, enhancements that we'll be talking about, the cash flow hub or intercompany transa transactions, um, you know, you can see what version, uh, just in one place, what version they're, they're uh, associated with. So um, you can always download the uh, download the the slides and have this uh, printed out, so you know which one which version uh, they'll be available in. All right, so they've kind of broken down the um, you know desktop twenty three in in these themes of having clear line of sight, uh, enhanced control and decision making, and improved efficiency. So all of these features just kind of fall in one of these three buckets. All right, so the first thing I'm going to talk about is the Cashflow Hub. Um, so it's going to be available in all versions of, of QuickBooks. Uh, so your plus, um, so when you see that uh, plus ES in the accountant, so it's available in all versions of Pro, uh, Pro Plus, Premier Plus, uh, Account or Enterprise Edition, and then your account version. Uh, so the Cashflow Hub is going to be, you know, if you're using QuickBooks online, you'll notice that there is a cash flow uh, center now. Um, one thing that I did like about it is it's not just a copy and paste from what's in QuickBooks Online. They actually, you know, used a little bit different, um, you know, color scheme and those types of things. But uh, you'll be able to quickly review your account balances, uh, add a bank account or credit card that will flow into the cash flow center, um, explore, you know, how the cash balances will trend over time. Um, and then manage your your overdue payments or dive into uh, the reports uh, from there. So we have a little demo, uh, which, are, which is available, um, you know, on our website as well. 
Um, so hopefully the sound uh, will play. So we'll, we'll double check here. Of course, this muted. is Jason from the QuickBooks team. Can you hear? The cash flow hub in QuickBooks Desktop okay. helps you track how much money you're receiving and spending and shows your current and historical bank and credit card balances so you can see trends. Let's go over how to find the cash flow hub and use it to manage your money. Select the Reports menu, then Cash Flow Hub. You'll only see the Cash Flow Hub if you're logged in as an admin or an accountant with full access rights. First, you see all of the bank and credit card accounts for your business. Next to each account, you see the account's balance. If you use bank feeds to download transactions for an account, this number comes from the bank, so you always have an accurate balance. If you don't use bank feeds, the Cashflow Hub uses the transactions you've recorded in QuickBooks to build the balance. You can add or remove accounts that you wish to display in this section without affecting your chart of accounts and balances. Select Manage Accounts. Choose to manage a linked or unlinked account. And select Next. Accounts with checked checkboxes appear in the Cashflow Hub. Select Save When Done. QuickBooks uses the transactions you record to build the cash flow trend. This graph displays your cash balance history. Select the drop-down arrow, and you can change the date range for the graph. You can place your cursor in the graph to see your cash balance, total money in, and money out for a given period. You can also select View Reports to access your financial statements. In the Money In section, QuickBooks summarizes transactions related to income, like invoices, credit memos, and sales receipts. You see the total for the month, and how much is outstanding from open invoices and credit memos, as well as what customers have paid. You can get more details on the transactions in the Upcoming and Paid tabs. From here, you can see how many transactions occurred, run a report that shows the transactions, or send out reminders to customers for unpaid invoices. You can also look at transactions across different time ranges, such as this week, this quarter, or this year. In the Money Out section, QuickBooks summarizes transactions related to expenses, like bills, checks, and credit card charges. You see the total for the month, and how much you owe in unpaid bills versus how much you've actually paid. You can get more details on the transactions in the Upcoming and Paid tabs. From here, you can see how many transactions occurred, run a report that shows the transactions, or pay your outstanding bills. You can also look at transactions across different time ranges, such as this week, this quarter, or this year. Now you're ready to use the Cashflow Hub to monitor the money you receive and spend. Hi, oh, this is Jason. Nope, there we go. Okay. So, um... That is um, kind of like an overview of the of the cash flow hub. I do like, you know, that's it's got a nice um, it's a nice uh, place to start, right? It doesn't necessarily, um, you know, give you everything that you can you can need. It's a, it's very much like a, like a dashboardy, you know, type of type of situation, but it does give you into, you know, uh, you can leapfrog into into some of the the tasks that you might be needing to do from that. All right, so <laughs> tracking vehicle mileage. Um, the only um, update here is that you can now use the app uh, to be able to track your mileage, and it will it will synchronize into uh, into QuickBooks when you're using the um, you know the desktop app to be able to do that. Um, and then, of course, the uh, mileage rates will be will be downloaded into into desktop. So it's more of an honorable mention uh, feature. Uh, but it is uh, it is available in uh, 2023. Uh, improved banking connections. Um, this is um, this is the avail availability of a lot of uh, some of the banks. Um, so it's 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 a slow process. So it's you know it's not going to have um, all the 250,000 um, you know banks or you know, I think it's like 15,000 different banks, especially your uh, your regional banks or, or credit unions uh, adopting this. Uh, so your large banks will, will will likely have this first, but um, you know this is one of those things where it will push transactions into QuickBooks. 
um, rather than having to rely on the web connect where you go out to the bank, you download the transactions and bring them in. Uh, so this will, um, this will be bringing in uh, transactions and, uh, you know, some other options, you know, like check images and things like that to be able to come in via an API uh, as opposed to, you know, just how they're, how they're, downloading transactions and getting them into into quickbooks so um this is a, a framework type of feature so it'll uh, it should be um should be uh, more in, improved as as time goes on but it is available uh in 2023 um so the, i mean if you're not using the bank feeds um this is just kind of how you would select authenticate link and then down your download your transactions michelle were you saying something well, I, I was going to say, Dan, that I, I think it's important to point out that I think this is something that's not necessarily there yet or right mm -hmm. off the bat. I think it's going to take some time. Like it might be there maybe for the Chase banks right off the bat or initially, but it's going to take some time to roll out with the banks. Just like in QBO, you know, we didn't start getting the, you know, the bank um statements and things like that for that many banks right off the bat it takes some time to roll it out so don't get excited if you don't see a lot of banks having it right off the bat give it some time to get implemented with more banks it'll take some time to to happen right yeah it, uh, you know you'll likely see um you know the wells fargo's and the chases yeah. of the world yeah uh, adopting it first and then uh you know your local banks all right, so we're going to talk a little bit about the uh, inventory enhancements. Um, so these are this is only available in the enterprise uh, categories, uh, which is a which is a category um, or which is an option uh, in QuickBooks Online. You'll be able to create categories uh, rather than you know having to deal with sub items uh, of your of your items. So you can create categories and subcategories up to four levels. Uh, you can assign those categories to inventory items and run reports uh, based on those uh, and, and view items by by category. But it's only available in uh, enterprise. So, um, oh, I thought I had um, no. They don't have a, a demo about that particular uh, feature. Uh, but on the uh, on our landing page, we have um, you know a, a, a link to the article. Michelle, are you going to say something? Um. No, I thought I, no. I was. I will. I will on intercompany transactions when you get okay. to it. Gotcha. Okay, so this uh, this is probably one of the nicer features um, because it's always been a um, an option that uh, people have to do just kind of manually when you have multiple companies um, and and you want to have um, an intercompany uh, uh, transfer. You know, do from do to. Uh, you just basically do your journal entries uh, between the two. Uh, this allows you to create uh, those transactions and relationships within multiple company files um, and then uh, track things back and forth. So you, uh, the process is you create that um, company file relationship, you accept that, um, and then create a multi-entity bill and then accept or, or reject that bill and then QuickBooks will create those uh, transactions uh, for you. Uh, so you actually will have a dashboard center where you can see those uh, do from, do twos, um, and then accept them or reject them uh, as well. So we have a little demo here about using the intercompany transactions. So we'll play that. Hi, this is Jason from the QuickBooks team. You can use intercompany transactions in QuickBooks Desktop Enterprise to record transactions made by one company that also affect another company you keep the books for. To use this feature, it's important that each related company has a separate company file. Let's go through how to set up a relationship between multiple companies and then record a purchase a company made for another company. First, create a relationship between your companies. Select Intercompany Transactions. If you're not logged into your Intuit account, enter your username and password. Then select Create a Relationship. Then select Continue. QuickBooks displays a list of company files you're a user in. Select the company you want to create a relationship with and select Continue. Next, 
choose two accounts QuickBooks will use when you enter a transaction that relates to the other company. The Due From account tracks how much money the other company owes the company you're signed into, and Due To tracks how much this company owes to the other company. For the Due From account, it's recommended you choose or set up an asset and name it so it's clear it relates to the other company. For the Due To account, it's recommended you choose or set up a liability and also name it so it relates to the other company. Select Send Request and then OK. The relationship is pending and you won't be able to record any intercompany transactions related to them until the other company approves the relationship. Select File, Close Company. Then select the other company file, open it, and log in. Select Intercompany Transactions. The Relationships tab shows you which relationships are pending approval, as well as any rejected, approved, or requested relationships. Here's the company that requested a relationship earlier. Under Action, you can reject or approve. Approve the request. Next, choose two accounts QuickBooks will use when you enter a transaction that relates to the other company. Remember, it's recommended to set up an asset and a liability with the other company's name in the title. Then select Approve Relationship and select OK. Select the Approved box. And now you can see any companies with approved relationships to this company. Select Create a Relationship to request relationships with any other companies. This company purchased some materials for the other company. Let's record that. Select Write Checks and select Intercompany Transactions. QuickBooks warns you that you must limit your transaction to one line. Select OK. Enter the payee, date, and other information like you would on any other transaction. Select the company drop-down arrow and select the company you made the purchase for. Since you bought something for the other company, use the Do From account, which is an asset. Then enter the dollar value of the purchase and any other relevant information. Select Save and Close. While the transaction is pending approval, it does not affect any of your account balances. Select Intercompany Transactions, and on the Transaction tab, select Sent for Approval to see any pending transactions. Let's switch back to the other company to see everything from their point of view. Select Intercompany Transactions, then select the Transactions tab and pending my approval. Here's the transaction the other company recorded. Before you can approve the transaction, you have to choose an expense account. This transaction was for job materials. Select Approve. QuickBooks creates a journal entry in this company and makes the transaction you recorded earlier posting so that it affects your accounts. Select OK. Let's take a look at what the transaction did. Select the chart of accounts. Here's the due to liability account. The transaction increased what this company owes the other company. Select reports, company and financial, profit and loss standard. And here's the job material expense. Now you're ready to use intercompany transactions to speed up your work in multiple companies. So to uh, kind of recap there, whoops, hang on, next. Hi, no. this is Jason. I don't know why it does that. <laughs> it wants to repeat the, uh, uh, repeat the video when, uh, when you, you're, you're playing the uh, or present, presentation mode. Uh, but that is only uh, in enterprise uh, platinum, uh, platinum or higher. So, um, you know, silver gold does not have the um, have this intercompany uh, transfer uh, option. So, go ahead, Doc.
Were you going to say something? I was, I was. So we have several questions on this. And then I want to share some things that I stole from Hector's comment (laughs) (laughs) because Hector had some really good comments on these. And I agree because I also, you know, have worked with companies that had a lot of intercompanies and things like this. Um, So first of all, a couple of questions that we've had, um, Sandy and James both asked, how many intercompanies can you have? I don't know. I don't know if there's an limitations on the number of intercompanies. Dan, did you hear anything about how many you can have? Yeah, I don't know. Um, I can only imagine that you can, um, that there isn't a limit. Um, It's more of a practical limit as opposed to a a physical limit um, with with the amount, but they'll just, they'll have to be on the same version, right, of, of, of QuickBooks Enterprise uh, Platinum Edition right. uh, to be able to, to see and use that, you know, within both, um, with a, both versions. So, you know, if, you as a, if you're setting up as the accountant and on your accountant edition, you'll see it. Um, let's just go back to that here. Yeah, so um, only with uh, Platinum or Diamond or Enterprise uh, accountant. So Which... uh, you're going back and forth between the two. Which ties to Mary's question, could you use intercompany from desktop to online? No, I don't think so. I think it's got to be all enterprise. Um, So I don't think you could go back and forth there. Um, So here's, here's a couple of comments that Hector had, and I totally agree with him. Right now, it's only bills and checks. So if you had a deposit, that wouldn't work, or an invoice, Mm -hmm. that wouldn't work, Um, you know, so you couldn't do that, or, um, you know, so it's only bills and checks, so, you know, that would, that, that's limited to only those two transaction types, so that's one limitation. The other limitation you have is a lot of times with intercompanies, when you have companies that have, you know, multiple entities, sometimes some of the entities are a holding company, where they only log into that holding company once every six months or once a quarter or something. So if if company A has an intercompany transaction and company B doesn't log in to approve it until three months later, mm-hmm. it can't be it, it doesn't actually post in company right. A until company B approves it. So company A is in limbo because B never approved it. So in some situations, that could be a limitation um, because it's not you you can't get yours approved or posted until B approves it. So that could be some limitations. Um, so it's great to begin with, but there are some limitations there. Somebody else said they don't like the idea that it's a journal entry in the second company. Um, so there there are some things that, you know, it, it's great initially. Intercompany mm-hmm. transactions are always a bane, you know, they're always a, a pain. Um, and so the fact that we're getting intercompany transactions is great. And I like the idea that they're doing that. And I would love to see it in QBO as well. Um, so it's a good start. We need to give into it our feedback. So if we want it in QBO, which somebody said, send them your feedback. And yes, with with desktop, send them your feedback about, you know, this is great, but it's a V1 you know, send them your feedback on what additional changes and additional things that you'd like to see on that. Yeah. So, and that, and that's typical for new features. They're, uh, you know, they're very short, shallow end of the pool. Yeah. um, You know, very limiting, limiting, limiting on what you can do. And then um, it's, it's typically the, the accountants and bookkeepers of the world that um, like, well, what about this? Yeah. So, we <laughs> you give us that. you give us something and we always want more. <laughs> we're never happy. We're never happy. Exactly. We're like, well, now what about this, this, and this? We always want mm-hmm. more. All right. All right. So we'll move on into uh, the next one, which is uh, also only for enterprise uh, platinum and diamond and enterprise accountant um, is uh, expiration date. So this is a this is a feature enhancement of. Uh, lot numbers or, or uh, serial numbers. So if you have clients that are, especially in the food service industry, or um, you know, in any case where there where there is an added element of uh, expiration uh, dates uh, to something, then this will add uh, additional um, options for them. So that when you're using uh, setting up the the lots or serial numbers, you can add that expiration date. 
uh, also on the on the sales transactions because you're going to be able to uh, utilize that uh, for you know especially in food um, you know that that's definitely going to have um, you know a, a need that that a lot of people who who would use lots uh, for that but also would want to know the the expiration date uh, as well. And whoops, I went the wrong way. So we have another um, uh, demo for that. So we'll go ahead and launch that. Hi, this is Jason from the QuickBooks team. Jason's QuickBooks a desktop enterprise <laughs> and advanced inventory can help you track the expiration dates of your inventory by serial or lot numbers. This helps you reduce the risk of selling expired items or make sales decisions like discounting items about to expire. Let's go over how to turn on expiration dates for your inventory receive inventory that has an expiration date, and then track it on reports. Select Edit, Preferences. Then select Items and Inventory and open the company preferences. Select Advanced Inventory Settings and then the Serial Lot Number and Expiration tab. To track expiration dates, you'll also need to activate Serial or Lot Numbers. That's because when you assign an expiration date, you assign it to a specific serial or lot number. Select the Activate Expiration Date checkbox, and then select the transactions you want to include expiration dates. You can make the expiration date mandatory, or give you an alert if you don't enter it. You can also add preferences for specific items when you add or edit them. This overrides the global preferences you enter in Advanced Inventory Settings. Select OK. Let's receive inventory and record the expiration date for an inventory item. Select Receive Inventory. Receive inventory with a bill. Fill out the transaction like you normally would, or use a purchase order to fill it out for you. Enter the serial or lot number for the inventory you received, and then enter an expiration date. And then save the transaction. If you want to assign expiration dates to existing serial or lot numbers, open the Inventory menu and select Adjust Quantity Value on Hand. Select Serial or Lot Number as the adjustment type. Enter the name of the inventory and then select the drop-down under Serial or Lot Number, and enter the Serial or Lot Number and the expiration date. Then select Save and Close. You can track the expiration date of your inventory on Reports. Select the Reports menu, Inventory, Serial Lot Numbers in Stock. Then double-click the Serial or Lot Number to see the expiration date. Now you're ready to track the expiration dates for your inventory. I would have loved to see the um, that nut just to show up on the, on a report, like so you'd actually see the, the the expiration dates on the on the reports themselves, rather than drilling in uh, to the lot number uh, in stock in order to see the see that. But um, that would be um, that would be my feedback on on, on that. Uh, so Any, what I anything that you saw? Well, so what I I'm sorry I wasn't paying close attention, but what I would like to be able to do, and I don't know if you can because I wasn't paying attention, I was answering the <laughs> questions. So can you then sort by expiration date and do an inventory adjustment so I can write off all my inventory that's got that's at its expiration date to do an inventory adjustment to write it off because it's at the expiration date or discount I, it because it's approaching the expiration date. Can you do an inventory adjustment based on expiration date to discount yeah, it or to write it off? If not, if I not, feedback. So. Um, be, yeah, because uh, the way they're showing going into, you know, being able to see your, your, your expiration dates, you have to drill in on the, on the lot number in order to see that. Um, I don't think you can see that by, um, by that, uh, by that aspect. Feedback. Yeah, definitely feedback. Feedback. Because that just, <laughs> that, that just makes sense is, okay, now if we're going to have an expiration date, the next thing is I need to be able to discount these items to move them before their expiration date. And then I need to write them off as of their expiration date. Yeah. So, because then you can um, then then uh, but I didn't even know that you could 
create a uh, do an inventory adjustment to add this to ex- existing uh, lot you know lot number. So I, I I thought that was a cool uh, cool option on the on the inventory adjustment uh, to make sure that you have that. I mean, I just may have missed it you know in general, like just not even by <laughs> by knowing it in, in general, but. Um, you know, so I, I feel stupid about that <laughs> if that's if that's already been the case. But um, but being able to make those inventory adjustments to to add those to historical uh, lot numbers uh, is a good thing. But uh, yeah, having a, a a good report where you can see them all in one place and, and then you know add them as a as an option uh, to to discount them that they're you know manager special uh, it's going to expire today <laughs> um, you know type of thing but absolutely uh, so let's go oh, going the wrong direction here all right uh, so now we're going to talk about uh, some of the um, uh, services uh, being able to um, that are that are being advanced uh, or uh, services that are that are getting some enhancements. Uh, so in um, so payment links is is falling behind you know is 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 falling closely behind in the uh, QuickBooks um, online uh, options. So with the um, enhancement in the payments link, you're going to have now a dashboard. Um, whereas you can create payment links as you can in in QuickBooks online, uh, but now you have a dashboard um, just like you have in QuickBooks online with uh, with regards to being able to see the payment links that have been sent out um, and being able to, to see if they've been deposited or, um, or or not paid yet. So you'll be able to see that in uh, in a dashboard on the payments link. And I'm going the wrong direction. Uh, also with payments, uh, the node card reader uh, for, for, for QB desktop. So in QuickBooks Online, uh, there is now a new card reader. It's about $50. Uh, to be able to do the, um, you know, all of the the current ways to pay, um, you know, Apple Pay using the chip reader, uh, those types of things, the contactless uh, methods, um, you'll be able to um, use a uh, the the you know accept those payments. I don't know that you can actually uh, connect it to directly to your uh, to your computer uh, to process the card directly from within QuickBooks. Um, I still think you're using the uh, like the Go payment or some kind of mobile app uh, to charge the card, and then those transactions are able to come in. Uh, but you'll be able to use that uh, card reader um, with your with your desktop. Uh, with as far as payroll is concerned, um, the guideline uh, 401k integration uh, with assisted payroll uh, looks like it's not coming out until R3. Uh, so release three of uh, of, of QuickBooks uh, desktop, uh, being able to do that. So you know, only your assisted payroll uh, clients or people using assisted payroll will be able to use the guideline uh, integration. Uh, but it will give you the access to the to the 401k plans. Um, you can sign up directly within that. And then um, you know, one thing I, I did want to double check with them uh, is that it will... Um, you know, uh, submit the um, uh, you know the liability. So the the deductions uh, from the paychecks will be uh, will be able to be paid uh, directly from within uh, from within QuickBooks. Um, and then there's uh, an automated verification of employment uh, through Equifax. Um, so this is when uh, employees need to verify their employment and income uh, through you know for loans or, or credit. Uh, if they're using uh, Equifax, uh, it will automatically, um, you know, provide that uh, verification of employment to those uh, those employees using uh, using that. Uh, there is an option to opt out of it, uh, so that you can um, un- undo that. Um, so that's going to be uh, for those folks that are using um, uh, desktop payroll uh, services. All right, so we'll throw in our. Last poll question here. Of those features, uh, which do you feel is uh, is something that you'd be able to use or uh, utilize uh, the most? Okay, Dan, I have questions for you. First, yeah. first of all, you just said the HCM, um, and I don't remember what that was leading into. What is HCM? I think that was going into the the 
I don't even remember. Yeah, what was, was H it, H HCM meant? I like? don't know what it stands for, uh, but it has <laughs> to deal with either. the <laughs> has to deal with the uh, the guideline uh, integration with uh, with the four hundred one k. Okay, I didn't know either. Um, and then somebody said maybe Intuit uh, tool to sort and filter by the expiration date with the inventory adjustments. Um, Meredith said that. Um, Meredith, that's a great idea. Send that feedback into Intuit. Um, I think that's a good idea. And then, okay, so Dan, on the accountant's enhanced payroll subscription, do you know if that will still be in effect or will they have to pay $5 per employee for each client? So the yes. accountant's enhanced payroll, is that still yes. gonna be in effect? So keep in mind that they're no longer selling any active uh, payroll subscriptions of that of that flavor. So the enhanced payroll for accountants um, still is in existence, um, and they're not making any changes to the to the to the um, uh, to the to the to the cost of that of that service. They're just not selling any new ones. So. Um, you know, so if you're an accountant uh, with the pro advisor membership, you can't add on the enhanced payroll for accountants to to your to your pro advisor membership as you as you could in the past. Uh, now those things will only have the you know the per direct deposit costs, um, and they're not subject to this five dollar you know per employee. So they're not they're not changing anything there, uh, so that you won't have any. Um, any additional, you know, per employee costs. It's only for the the end user um, enhanced payroll subscriptions, uh, as far as the cost that is concerned. There, so no changes uh, with that, other than the fact that they're not selling any new ones. Okay, um, Christine says I may have missed it, but can existing items be edited to add expiration dates? Yeah, so that you would be doing that to uh, through your inventory adjustment or. Uh, or you can go into the individual item itself and then add your uh, expiration dates to the lot numbers. Okay. Has Intuit announced that they are now terminating the QBD payroll for accounts, desktop payroll for accounts? Is that being terminated? Uh, it's not being terminated. They're just not selling any new ones. So um, that's kind of like a slow death. I think <laughs> as far okay. as that is concerned, but they haven't made any announcements that it's not an option anymore uh, but it's just not they're selling any new uh, desktop payroll for accountants okay now when it comes to the poll we yeah got none of the above <laughs> yeah we got a lot of people who say none of the above none of these work um, because people don't like the new features that none of them seem to work. And I think instead of saying none of them work, I think you guys have to keep in mind it's, it's release one, it's the version one. And so, you know, to say that none of them work, they do work, but maybe they don't work as well as we would mm -hmm. like them to. I mean, that's what always happens when something first comes out, it's not as good as we would like. That's what always happens. We always want more, you know? I mean, think about it, you know, when something comes out, we always want more to it. You know, we always want more to, to be there. Um, and that's the way it, it always is, is that we always want more out of it. I mean, that's the way things always are. So to say it doesn't work, is it really true? You know, the cash flow hub is pretty cool. I mean, to say it doesn't work isn't really accurate. Cash flow hub works. It gives you a good view of your cash flow, you know, yeah, and what's coming. Okay. So it does work. The intercompany transfer does work. Um, it's two it's two transaction types that work. It may not be exactly what we want. We may want more out of it, but it does work. So, you know, um, somebody yeah, says it's, it's Go ahead, Dan. It's, no, it's just what exactly what you're saying is it's, uh, it's very shallow end of the pool, um, you know, and especially accountants and bookkeepers have been in the deep end uh, for so long. It's uh, like the intercompany transfer is like what took you so long to to to, to do this, um, you know, and, and you know, I saw some chats uh, floating by that uh, you know we've been doing this, um, you know, as, as through journal entries for for forever. Um, the nice part about it is, is the whole relationship that it, that it has. Um, so it, it does put them in those, those pending things, but to your point, 
um, Michelle is that, you know, if, if there's a holding company and they never go into that company, then you're, then you're kind of stuck. Right. So you, you could potentially have that. It, it could be, um, it could be an obstacle uh, with this new feature <laughs> because you're uh, because you never go into that company. Well, and I think one of the things too here is these are not features that affect everybody. You know, right. this is this is things that are going to affect a few things, but or a few people and a few companies or whatever. But the thing of it is, like with intercompany transfers, if you are somebody that deals with intercompany transfers and you got a lot of these, this is cutting your work in half. Because you only have to enter one side of the transaction. The other half is being taken care of for you. So it's cutting your work in half. You don't have to go into two companies and do this now. So it's cutting your work in half when it comes into that. So that is a huge time saver for you. You know, so that is saving you a lot of time in that respect. You know, so Mm -hmm. that is going to be huge for those people. The problem is that's a small subset of the people. When you look at all the QBO users or the QB desktop users, that's a small subset of the users. So I think yeah. what we're seeing in, in I think people's replies are, this isn't affecting me personally or a lot right. of my clients. You know, a lot of these features aren't affecting a lot of my clients, that this is affecting a small number of clients. Yeah, your 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 typical contractor uh, plumbing, you know, plumbing or electrician is not going to be concerned about uh, expiration dates. <laughs> right. You know, on, because they're not even inventory. tracking inventory. Right. That's that's true. Yeah. A small percentage. First of all, a small percentage of desktop users use inventory. A small percentage of a small percentage of those need to worry about expiration dates. Right. You know, so these features are are very, you know, very targeted features. Yeah. Um, like if, uh, but if you but if you if you have a client who's in the food industry or has a serial number tracking. That is a that that's a, a welcome feature uh, for, for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, one of the things that I would be really um, excited about is the fact that um, the uh, the bank fee the the idea that they're trying now to pull down the the check images and the um, bank statements and the fact that it's going to be um, pushing the transactions so you don't have to do the refresh. Um, so that new API feature that they're doing on the bank feeds, I think that's going to be huge. And that will apply to a vast majority of your clients. So, I mean, I would be excited about that. I know it may not be rolling out initially with the R1 or the R3 of desktop, but hopefully over the next you know, six months, that's going to be mm-hmm. affecting the majority of your clients. So that is something that I would be excited about um, is the improvements in, in the bank feed area. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, you know, I saw uh, something float by. Um, you know, if I don't have any enterprise clients, um, you know, a lot of these features are, are are focused on the on the enterprise side of things, um, and and that's one of the things I'm realizing. Um, you know, with the with the price increases, um, is that enterprise is actually becoming more on level with uh, Pro Plus, Premier Plus, especially if they have you know multiple users. Um, so if you're using um, uh, what was it the payroll, you know, with with Premier Plus, um, you know, you could potentially spending a couple thousand dollars yearly now that they're now that's a subscription based. Uh, so you know, enterprise now comes into the equation um, as it's not as a, such huge jump as it used to be when you were talking about your you know your one user license that that they would purchase once every three years. Um, now, if it's on a, um, you know, a multi-user license with Premier, with some of the Premier features, now it's it's an easier segue into, into the enterprise. And now you're actually taking advantage of the other options uh, and other features that are in our enterprise. Yeah. And somebody asked, um, what version do you have to use for the intercompany transactions? It's enterprise diamond and platinum and enterprise accountant. Yeah. And we have that on the, on the slides. I'm just going to go back to that uh, slide. Nope, not that one. <laughs> there we go. Uh, so we have just this, this grid that gives you, you know, which, which version has what feature. Uh, so you can see, um, 
you see at a glance there. So if you download the slides, you should be able to, you know, take that one slide and post it up on your, <laughs> right next to your computer. Yes. All right, so that is uh, that is it for today. Let me just see here. Um, so yeah, next week uh, or next time we'll be talking about uh, spreadsheets. And I have too many things in front of the the, the screen there. There you go. So we're going with spreadsheets and QBO. Um, so definitely uh, tune in next week or uh, next time for uh, another QB Power Hour. It's great to see you as always, Michelle. Great and to see, we'll you. see you. We'll see you next time on the QB Power Hour. Thanks, everybody. Have a great day. We hope you enjoyed listening to the QB Power Hour podcast. If you have any questions, feel free to ask them in our Facebook group. You can find those resources and much more at qbpowerhour.com.